Welcome to Leadership Reimagined. I'm Dr. Jane Lovis, your host. During each episode of Leadership Reimagined, we take a look at leadership from the vantage point of what it's going to take for leaders to lead their organizations forward into a new future. And in this episode, we're creating that new future. Today, I'd like to welcome Sherilyn. Sherilyn Castleman has helped Fortune 500 companies as a global sales executive for 20 plus years. Currently, she is the managing partner, executive coach for CGI, a sales training and consulting firm. She empowers women of color across the sales sector and prides herself on changing mindsets, as well as instructing and inspiring others to action. Cheryl's presentation style is fast-paced, lighthearted, and fun. So we're going to listen and learn today and laugh as we go forward. She is also the author of What's in the Cards, Five Post-Pandemic Sales Strategies. Welcome, Sherilyn. Thank you, Jane. I am thrilled to be here with you. I am so thrilled to, to have you here. We're just, we're going to jump right in because I want to re-presence us to a quick conversation we were having right before this of the number of Black women CEOs in the last 65 years. And yeah. for the listeners, we're going to take a minute, give you a second, guess how many there were. Yeah. And I'll let Sherilyn give you the answer. Yeah. So but, uh, there have been over 1,800 CEOs of Fortune 500 companies in 65 years up until t- um, 2021. How many, for your listeners, have been African-American women? I know. The answer? <laughs> okay. The answer, which surprised me when I saw it, was one. Ursula Burns, who is the former CEO of Xerox, was the only one. And when Ursula was stepping down, she was CEO of Xerox from 2009 to about 2016. And she was on the board and she was stepping down from the board. Fortune magazine interviewed her. And when they asked her, why aren't there more women of color or black women in the C-suite? She said, marketing's not going to get you there. The arts is not going to get you there. Communications is not going to get you there. That women have to learn to get close to the juice. And she went on to define the juice as product and money. And at the time I was in a sales leadership role and a light bulb came on and I said, that's sales. Women have to learn how to sell to the C-suite. And and so what I think when I say sell to the C-suite, it's kind of a play on words. And what I mean is you have to sell your ideas into the C-suite. You have to, if you're a salesperson, you have to sell to the C-suite to shorten sales cycle or close deals. Or you have to be comfortable speaking to executives to be in a leadership role. And that's what I spend my time doing today is helping women become too good to be ignored by the C-suite. Oh, that's so great. And when you look at that, women, for all women, but talking about women of African descent, we looking at being, you don't have to be in sales to do this. Because what you're really learning how to do is sell yourself and your ideas. Because even if you're in sales, that's what you do, right? Right. And to broaden what you said, um, I, I talk about 
sales reimagined. And what I mean by that is we're all in sales. So whether you are getting your eight-year-old in the morning and selling them on the idea of going <laughs> off to school, or you are selling your 16-year-old on the idea of cleaning their bedroom, or whether you are selling a new innovative idea to the product team, we are all in sales. Or if you are applying for a job and you go in for an interview and write a resume, that is sales. And so when I talk about sales, I'm, I'm talking about the ability to convince or persuade somebody to your line of thinking and to follow your vision, to follow your dream. And that's all it is. I have a vision of working for your company. That's sales. I have a vision from you graduating from high school or graduating from college to your children. That's sales. Or I have a product or I'm an entrepreneur. It's all about sales. And that's what we as women leaders have to learn. We have to learn about product and learn about money because money drives everything and everything is about sales. That's, that's so true. I, I, I mean, I used to say the typical thing, oh, I hate sales. I can't talk to people. I don't. And what I found out, it was, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to do it. And these are all skills that we can learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Three basic skills that I teach women. And one is financial fluency. And it's not, it's not, it's not to say I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mathematical. Um, you know, I, I, I barely earned my multiplication tables when I was in school, <laughs> but I understand business and finance and women have to understand basic financial fluency. And that's what I teach them. Um, I teach them how to read a 10K, where, what the SEC documents are. And you're sitting here saying, well, why would I want to do that? Well, if you want to know what the executives are thinking, you have to learn to read what's going on in the industry. You have to know what's going on financially. If you're trying to sell to a company, whether you're selling yourself or selling a product, you want to know what the executives, what their vision is, what's important to them. So one is just how to immerse yourself in a company, whether you're applying to work there, whether you currently work there, or whether you're trying to sell to them. Number two, it is understanding their vision, understanding your vision and how to align those values. Having a value statement and all a value statement does is answer the why. Why you, why your product, why now? When, so you always wanna start with the why. And just like you and I started with the why, the why of why sales, because nothing happens until something's sold. And so when you're in sales, you wanna start with the why, you want to immerse yourself in the company. You want to know about their vision, their finances. You want to think like an executive. And executives are increasing revenue, decreasing expenses. That's what the bottom line is. That's what you have to do when you're delivering value. Answer the why. And then finally, be able to connect with people. And women, we do that so well. <laughs> be able to be empathetic. Be able to be compassionate. Be able to be a good listener. Um, and so those are skills that I teach women on how to be authentic, how to be a good listener, how to know what your superpower is and how to leverage that superpower to, um, to advance towards your vision. And, and I, I, that is so powerful because that's all about giving women their, their own power back. Because when, when, when we know how to read financial documents, it gives us power. It gives us confidence. Right. When we know why this is important to us, it helps us move forward no matter what the naysayers are saying. Because if it's Absolutely. important, we're going 
we we do that. We do that for our kids. We do that for our families. We do that. Now it's really time to do it for ourselves so that we can support families, communities, everything else. And then that um, your third one, what was your third one? I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> um, so being authentic and knowing authentic. what your knowing what your superpower is. And that that is something I talk about all the time because when you're authentic and know who you are and know your superpower, you can move mountains. Absolutely. And and as I like to say, if you can't move the mountain, you at least we will have can... the roadmap to climb over it or go around it, okay? Exactly. Because some mountains we can't move. Yes. And you look at a mountain and you go, okay, I can't climb that mountain, but I know, you know, I can't move that mountain, but I can climb that mountain yep. or I can go around that mountain and success leaves clues. And so somebody will give, there's a roadmap on how to get around that mountain. There may be a roadmap on how to get over that mountain. So we don't have to always move the mountains because sometimes that takes brute force yes. and it may be wiser to go around it. So just a quick tip for your listeners. Uh, when I talk about your greatest hits, when I talk about your superpower, every one of us needs to know what that is because that's what you're going to leverage to be amazing and brilliant in what you're doing. If you don't know, here's a couple of things. So one, do what I call a hundred list. Take out a piece of paper and, and list it one to a hundred and sit down uninterrupted and write down a hundred things that you've been successful at or you've accomplished since day one. Okay. I don't care if you were five years old and you set up a, a lemonade stand out in front of the house, write everything down and you'll start seeing reoccurring themes there. If you, if you, if you can't come up with a hundred or you really don't know, send an email out to five friends and in the email say, please share five qualities that you see in me. And, and then ask them to share a story about a positive or uh, a memorable experience that you had. And you're gonna get five incredible emails back from colleagues, former managers, things that you've forgotten. And they're gonna tell you, you do these things well, and here is what I enjoyed about you. And then you have them. Now, once you have this, I encourage people to put something in their phone called their greatest hits. And so you just start listing, listing in your phone, in your note section, you call it your greatest hits, everything that you've done incredible. And every time you have an amazing win, you put it in there. I had a coaching client who just went in and closed this huge deal that she's been working on. And she sent me this amazing note. I put it in my greatest hits. And the reason is, is because we're all going to have days where we don't feel spectacular. We're going to have days where we're, 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 um, we have a little less confidence. So you open your greatest hits, you read it, and you say, yeah, I rock. I got this. And it reminds you of how amazing you are. And then you go out and do and, and take care of whatever it is you're going to do. That's uh, that's powerful because you're you're right. I know the days where I have like, oh, nothing is going right. I've right. never done anything in my life. We all have those days or, or, you know, or yeah, you know, or we have a day where we have a failure or we have a day where we get a big no. And what another thing that I teach women is that um, that I talk about the power of no. Okay. And the first thing that we as women have to know is that there's a hierarchy of no. And so, you know, if you ask somebody, Hey, can you pick my kids up from daycare? And somebody says, no, that's a low no. Okay. If you're in sales and you're, and you're pitching to clients and clients tell you, no, you get used to those. That's a no. But if you really go after that job that you've always wanted and you get that rejection letter, that's a bigger no. And so we as women have to rank our no's so that we know how to respond. We can't get devastated with every no. 
And once you say, okay, I got to know where does that fall in my hierarchy? And you say, okay, these no's I ignore. These no's I ignore seven times and go around because in sales, I tell women, you want somebody to tell you no seven times. So if somebody tells you no, you go, I only need six more. Or is this a no that is really that I need to process and, and I have a lot of emotion around because we can't put emotion to every no. Then we get more comfortable at no. The second thing that I teach women is that no is a complete sentence when we say it that mm -hmm. we have to start saying no, then we are comfortable with hearing no. Mm -hmm. So that's important as you think about selling yourself um, is, is just understanding the power of no. That's powerful. And especially that no is a complete sentence because the minute you say no, but, or no, and, or the no becomes maybe. Right. <laughs> yep. And you just say no. Yeah. You, you know, you don't have to explain. You just have to, you have to say in your mind, no is a complete sentence. Cause somebody says, Hey, Sherilyn, we need, we need you to volunteer to do this. Or would you do this? And I think, and I said, no, don't have the capacity. I say to myself, I say, Oh no. And let it go. It's yeah. okay. That's so powerful. And we, as women need to be reminded of those things because we have so much coming at us that tells us be this way, do that, do this, that we need these structures and practices because I was in a conversation with a friend and we were talking about the work of the brain and the work of practices. And mm -hmm. I hadn't realized how tied they were because the brain loves to go into fear and practices keep us moving past that. So in having practices like say no in my head with the, the whatever, no, I don't have time time on my schedule and then verbalize the no. Right. And so practicing and, and we need to keep practicing the skills because skills happen because we develop them. We all they have do. our superpower that just seem to can't come magically that most of us then dismiss because it came to right. you. Yep. And we forget it. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine if you leveraged your superpower every day and what you were doing? And so if you're great at numbers, use numbers every day in what you're doing. If you're great at, if you're innovative or you're solution oriented, bring that out on a daily basis. If you're good at, if you're a connector and you connect people, get on LinkedIn and connect people, share, you'll make, you make so, so many things happen. Um, some people are just great thinkers or, um, you know, they're great with relationships. And so think about whatever your superpower is and leverage that. And going back to what you said in practicing, here's a practice that I want to share with your, your, your listeners. And it's, it's about visioning. So one of the things that I do is I encourage, I would encourage everybody to look at the date and whatever the date today is, add a year. And so imagine that you close your eyes, Jane, and you open it and it's exactly 365 days from today. What do you want your career to look like? And then vision that perfect day. And so I remember, gosh, it was probably about 10 years ago now that I woke up after a spinal surgery and I was paralyzed from the waist down. And I remember the doctor saying, you know, we don't think you'll ever walk. And I was in the intensive care. And, 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 and rather than panicking, I started having this perfect day vision. You know, this vision that I would get up, ride my bike. I'm a cyclist. I'd come home. I'd put on a simply elegant dress, um, go to the airport, fly off, and, and present to professional African-American women and, um, and then come home and be surrounded by people that loved me. And that is my reality now just about every day. And that came because that was my vision. And every day I just take a couple minutes and I look at that vision. 
And so when you talk about practicing, if you visualize what your perfect day is and what you want your career to look like, that's what's going to happen. And that's something that, again, is just practice. So um, one of my mentors, um, Bill Green, the former CEO of Accenture said to me, Sherilyn, if you if you criticize people, you raise their defensiveness. But if you challenge people, you raise their game. So I'm going to challenge your listeners mm. to think about their perfect day. And for the next 30 days, every day, take two minutes and just visualize that perfect day. That's a very powerful practice because what we think about is what happens. Think about right. those days when you're un you're frustrated and mad and angry and everyone around you is in a bad mood. <laughs> Right. That's right. And, and, and yes. And one of the things I talk to women about is inner brilliance. And so when you, when they, when they, when inner brilliance is a term from the diamond industry and what it talks about is it a diamond that is so brilliant that the light shines through it and shines on other things. When, when we as women let our inner brilliance show, when we are, when we are amazing, the light shines through us onto our family, onto our children, onto our projects, onto our career, onto the companies we work for. So if you want to be amazing and you want your children and your company and your projects to be amazing and be brilliant, then you have to be brilliant and let your inner brilliance show so that that light can shine through you and shine on everything else around you. And that's what I, that's what I talk about, women being too good to be ignored. I want you to be so brilliant that whoever's in the C-suite cannot ignore your light and your brilliance. Mm, amazing. And the other thing for women to know is that organizations need women. It's not just that it's, it's a nice thing, a good thing, you know, women are 50% of the population. So women have skills that are different than men. Absolutely. Um, Harvard Business Review put out an article in May of 2020. So it's about 18 months old now that looked at the difference between women in sales and men in sales. And they realized that coming out of the... Um, the financial crisis of 2008, women outsold men by about 8%. And so what they looked at is there's about five skills that women have that we do a better job than men. And so their, their prediction was that coming out of the pandemic, and when I say post-pandemic, I don't mean the pandemic is over because we don't know where we're going with that. But when I say post-pandemic, I mean selling um, as, as companies are re-innovating, re-imagining, reopening. We are in a post-pandemic because there's a pandemic and we are dealing with what's, what's left from that, this uncertain world. Yep. And so in this uncertain time, if, if you look at history, if women had five skills that helped us come out of the financial crisis, we have those skills to help us as these businesses um, and companies are coming and figuring out what to do coming out of the pandemic. Everybody has changed. Everything you knew about your neighbors, your clients, your schools in 2019 has changed for 2022, which means we have to change. And so a lot of times I get challenged and say, are you saying that men need to sell like women? And I tell companies, well, you have two choices. Either men need to sell like women or you need to hire more women. Okay. Bottom line, <laughs> women are, you know, they sell more. They, they, and so they do five things. We collaborate. And so that's where my title of the book, What's in the Cards, um, Post-Pandemic Sales Strategies comes from. And so CARDS is an acronym that stands for collaboration because women collaborate. Women are very analytical. We're, we're great thinkers. We think things through. Um, um, R is relationships. We build relationships. We connect with people. D is development, committed to growth. 
Women are committed to growth. We're learners. We're open. We're, we, you know, we're looking for that. And the final one is strategic. And strategy has to do with visioning. Strategy has to do with having a vision. Women have a vision for their family. Women have a vision for their future. You know, when women go, go off to college, they know what they want to do. They have a vision. And so getting your clients and getting the people you work to work with to have a vision is what makes us successful. So part of what I do is I teach um, salespeople or women in business or women in sales or women in leadership um, how to develop those skills so that they can shine and again, be too good to be ignored. One of the things that I've been looking at is how do women sell, you know, get noticed in organizations? What you teach for sales is exactly what women, one of the things, you know, one of the ways that women can get noticed. Right. Absolutely. Um, A couple other things, um, a couple tips for your listeners. One is raise your hand. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just, just, just raise your hand frequently, you know, raise your hand, um, raise your hand in meetings. Um, One of the things that I tell all of my clients that I'm coaching, I said, if there's a meeting that you're going to go to, do your research before the meeting, come up with an idea or a thought, do a little research so that you have something to say, create value. So that when you're in the meeting, raise your hand, you have something to say, you've already thought it out. Number two, um, speak in three. Um, people think in threes, so think in threes. Say, there's three things I want to say, and that way people will not interrupt you, and they're waiting for those three things. And the third thing that I, I encourage women to do is be concise and be succinct. And the reason is, and a lot of times we don't like these numbers, do you know how many um, words in, men speak in an average day? No. 7,000. How many words do, how many average, how many words do women average in a day? 15,000. 21,000, which means that guys stop listening after about a third way in. So sometimes when we say um, they interrupted me or they didn't hear me, it's because we weren't succinct. And so if we think in threes, we speak in threes and you say, there's three things I want to talk about. And I don't know if you notice, I've done this over and over again. I say, there's three things. There's three things. That way I say them, I'm succinct, I'm done. And uh, it will shorten the number of words that you use. And it creates space for others also. It does. Which is part of that building relationships because you also don't want to try and take control. And, And women oftentimes... So that that I suggestion to do the research and come with a question because women so often will sit in a meeting because they're not sure what to say. They don't feel confident by and by being prepared. And also women, unfortunately, have been trained since childhood to not speak up, not claim their power, you know, let everybody talk about what they did, not about what I did. Don't be selfish. Don't, don't hold all the glory, you know, share it. And there are times that that is all appropriate because when you want to be noticed, you have to claim what you're doing. Right. You have to raise your hand. Yep. And, and, and one way to be confident, like I said, by raising your hand is prepare in advance. So you prepare your key points. It could be, oh, you know, we're, we're talking about this and I read an article this morning and sharing the key points from the article, or I read an, a, a trend analysis and sh- share the data from the trend. Whatever the meeting is about, if you just take a few minutes the morning before or the day before and do a little research, you can contribute. Um, another thing is challenge your team. If you can't contribute, 
um, come, you know, just, just say, how might we do this different? Or what is your challenge? So you want to be careful about criticizing your company. Mm -hmm. You want to be careful. And what you want to do is you want to challenge. So you want to say, these are our values. How do we get this to align with our value? And, and so just asking a challenging question or challenging the room will also, if you don't have a question, come up with a challenge, not a criticism, but a challenge gets people thinking. Yeah, that is so powerful. You, you are my idol. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, that's very kind of you, but um, um, like you, um, I am, I'm on a mission and I want to see the, I want, I want women to be so good and, and yes. just to shine and we dim our own lights and we get in our own way. Um, and, 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 and so it's very kind of you, but you and I are on the same mission. Yeah. We want to share what we've learned. Um, and I, I could tell people I've been in sales since before Girl Scout cookies were a dollar a box. <laughs> and if you go back and look, that is a long, long time. time. So I've been doing yeah. this a long time. I'm a reader. I read at least one book a week. Um, I've been doing that my entire career. And so my goal is to share what I've learned. I know what it's like to be the only woman in the room. I know what it's like to be the only person of color in the room. And, and my vision is for that not to happen to other women. Yeah. And that, you know, so um, my other challenge to your listeners are bring somebody else along with you. Absolutely. And, and there's three ways to do that. You can do that by mentoring somebody, um, you know, and just being a, a professional guide for somebody. You can adv you can um, advocate for somebody. And what I mean by advocate is raise your hand for them when they don't. If they're not in the room, it's okay to say Jane would be a great person on that project or Jane would be a great person for that new role. Raise a hand for a woman that may not be present or may not raise their own hand. Um, I was at a wine tasting the other night and they were looking for somebody to lead the next wine tasting group. And one of the women that I know, she's amazing, but she wouldn't raise her hand. And I was like, you know, she's brilliant. She's lived in the Scandinavian countries and she knows all about Scandinavian wines. Let's do Scandinavia. And I, I volunteer her. Just advocate for other women. And the other one is sponsor women. Mm -hmm. So again, so when they're talking about raises and promotions and people are talking about who should go sponsor a woman, you know, advocate for them, sponsor them and mentor them. Mm -hmm. Take somebody with you. Yes. Yes. Because unfortunately, there's still a stereotype that women don't support women. And that's and, yeah. a stereotype we want to really break. And some of that is some of the times we don't know what to do or how right. to do. And that's why I talk about. You don't even have to, you don't even have to let somebody know that you advocated for them. If they're not in the room and people are saying, okay, you know, we've got this special project going on at the end of the year, we want to do a pilot project. Even if they're not looking for people, they're just talking about it. You can say, you know what? I met this woman in the company that I think would be incredible at this. Just raise your hand for them. You don't even have to go tell her, hey, I raised your hand for you. It may get back to her, it may not. So just get in the habit of advocating for women Sherilyn, this has been an absolutely amazing discussion. I am so, I really acknowledge you for the work you're doing to elevate African-American women in sales and in all other areas. Because as we talked about earlier, sales is a skill that all need for every area of our life. So thank absolutely. you for sharing this. Oh, you're very welcome. It has truly been my pleasure. Um, and again, I challenge your listeners to, to, to 
just one thing. I hope that they walk away today with just one thing that they're going to do differently tomorrow than what they did yesterday. Um, and with that, I'd like to invite any of your listeners to follow and connect with me on LinkedIn. If what I said made sense about building your inner brilliance or becoming too good to be ignored or figuring out your greatness or your authenticity, if any of that resonates with you and you want to learn more, follow me. Um, um, you can find me at SherilynCastleman.com. A lot of these resources I talked about are in my blogs and I also invite each and every one of your listeners to um, spend 30 minutes with me. And um, when, when they go to my website, there's a link where they can say podcast um, listener uh, for a free consultation. I don't care, whatever you want to talk about. I'd love to talk to you about anything that we've talked about today, whether that's how to take other people along, how to build your vision, um, or, or how to kind of figure out what, what you want to do to help you sell into the C-suite. Let's make that our mission, selling into the C-suite. Right, because that's, that's what it's about. Any, any way you look at it. So if you if I can help you anyway, please follow me on LinkedIn, Sherilyn Castleman, or come to my website, SherilynCastleman.com. Connect with me. I'm also available to speak, coach, and train. I do, do that with lots of companies. Um, and so I'd love to talk to you about that. Thank you, Sherilyn. And this has been a great opportunity to share with you. Thank you. For Thank you, Jane. Me. Thank you for thank you for inviting me. I remember the first time we chatted. I was just so excited to be able to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Leadership Reimagined. Make sure to visit our website, lovisconsulting.com, to access previous shows and learn more about us.